eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Speaking of Gore, flipping over to the pitching side, um, I don't want to go into as much detail on pitching, but just kind of a a look at the season to this point. You know, he and Josiah Gray have both pitched three times. Gray's actually now kind of been more of a horse, uh, believe it or not. He's pitched more innings than Gore has. Uh, 72 innings to 69, uh, just meaning he's getting a little deeper into some of the starts. Both of those guys, you know, Gray's been more of a five-inning guy here recently. As you said, it's been a while since he really delivered a gem. But Gore, even though he's thrown some of those masterpiece, you know, that seven-inning, 11-strikeout game with three hits against the Royals, he's also had some, you know, sub-four-inning games, a lot of pitches against the Angels and a couple of other teams. But they've they've thrown 13 starts. Gray's got an ERA at three on the nose. Could be the Nats' all-star possibly. Gore's a run higher at 4.04. He's pitched with a little less luck. He's got a lot more strikeouts, 83 to the 61 of Josiah Gray. Uh, he's given up three more hits than Josiah Gray um, and six more, seven more earned runs. Gray has been lucky and, and at times really done a great job stranding runners on base, but uh, also a 237 average against for Josiah compared to 256 for Mackenzie Gore. A little surprising with his stuff being so much better that he's given up that much more in terms of base hits and average against. And uh, to Josiah Gray's credit, after the year last year where he gave up more home runs than anyone in baseball, you know, he's only given up eight this season, two of those to the first two batters of the year. So only six since his third batter of the season. Just by a comparison, you know, Gore's given up 11 bombs. Trevor Williams has given up 13. Patrick Corbin's given up 11. Yeah, I mean, ideally you look at this, and we talk about Josiah Gray giving up a lot of base runners. And – his whip is only 140 compared to a 139 from Mackenzie Gore. You'd like to see both of those numbers come down a little bit. It's been encouraging to see how Josiah Gray can battle through. And we talk about this all the time. You'd love to see a good outing from him once again, where he just looks kind of dominant, like we saw at times early in the season. But him being able to go out there, and every time it seems like he's struggling, and yet he gets out of there only giving up one run, two runs, at worst three runs over really the last month, month and a half, has been really encouraging because it means he's learning how to be a pitcher. He's learning how to work through struggles. And so you'd love to see the ups again. You'd love to see him really come out with his A stuff and 
go through an outing and pitch seven innings and only give up a run and kind of like what the the start that Gore had out in Kansas City. But it's been encouraging to see him battle through. With Mackenzie Gore, it seemed like at some point he was going to have an outing where he struggled because he gives up a lot of hits. He pitches around some base runners and some and some trouble. And, you know, take what you want with the Kansas City and say, well, he's facing the Royals, whatever the case may be. But you see the stuff. It's very encouraging to see him build upon different things, but you'd like to see him be a little more consistent. But again, this is a guy that's really kind of going through it for the first time, a full season for the first time. So you kind of take what you get with him. Maybe it's something that he's still kind of getting accustomed to the every fifth day at the major league level and learning all these guys. And maybe it's something that clicks in the second half, or maybe it's not even till next year. But I think overall, for Mackenzie Gore, we're talking about a guy that's learning and he's barely got an ERA over four. And that's just because he had a struggle in his last outing. Overall, he's been sitting in the threes all season long for his ERA. So I think you see the potential every time he goes out there. And I don't know that there's anything really to worry about with Mackenzie Gore. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boston Loose Baseball, Toby Altizer and Grant Paulson with you. Nationals getting ready for their three-game series with the Astros as we tape this pod. So we're not going to make it overly timely. We know you guys get to the podcast uh, when you can. But I will just tell you that anytime they go back to Houston, I am overcome with memories and emotions from that World Series run. I was at all four of the games in Houston. All four of those were obviously Nationals wins uh, in the World Series. They won games one and two in Houston came back home for games three through five in D.C. and lost all three. And they were down 3-2 going back to Houston with Max Scherzer unable to pitch in game five because he had such bad back pain that he couldn't get out of bed and couldn't put his pants on without his wife's help. And then they went back for game six and with Scherzer and Strasburg on the mound uh, in those final two games. Obviously, they won both games and won the World Series. Uh, But, you know, just being in that clubhouse that night, uh, as players kind of celebrated and sprayed each other with champagne and and being a couple feet away from the trophy and getting to put my hand on it. Like memories, I'll, I'll remember forever. I, I was really, really lucky. I was doing uh, kind of as a traveling member of the radio broadcast, uh, the sideline, so to speak, post-game interviews for Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler and got to run out on the field, Toby, as the final out took place. Okay, so as the, the we're literally in the tunnel in the ninth inning, and because I've got to get the interview, like post game, right after the game that you see, like at Nats Park, them doing with Heisty right now, um, I run out onto the field as the Nats are pouring out into the infield. And so I've still got a video on my cell phone of Ryan Zimmerman just starting to basically ball, screaming every curse word you can imagine, <laughs> just like in shock, you know, with his hands on the side of his head, just hugging teammates. And I'm just a dummy three feet away from them, just recording everything. You know, when, when you watch these um, moments on Fox every year, you see like some random guy in the infield. You're like, why is he there? That was me for that moment. Uh, <laughs> so it was so cool and so great. And I'll just never forget it. Uh, but I think every time they go back to Houston, and I don't know when this will wear off. That's what I'll think about. 
is that World Series run. And it's basically just Patrick Corbin now who will have those memories on this 2023 Nationals team who's on the hill in game one of this series against Hunter Brown. But uh, what a time that was in 2019. Yeah, and it's so funny because you think of the World Series and you were dead on. They won all four games in Houston. And it's funny that you show up to Nationals Park and you don't have those same emotions because they didn't win a game in the World Series at Nationals Park. Maybe you think about the the wild card game. But outside of that, all the iconic memories from that postseason run were on the road. You think of Dodger Stadium in the NLDS. You think of throwing those near no hitters out in St. Louis. And then outside of the wild card game, nothing was here. So you think about going out to Houston and how exciting it is because you can think about the Soto homers. You can think about obviously Howie Kendrick hitting one off the foul pole. You can think about Strauss and his game six performance and all that's in Houston. And so it is kind of cool when they go back out to Minute Maid and you get to think about all these memories again because you just see the train tracks. Remember Soto hitting it up there and all the fun stuff that that went on. And honestly, I got on a little kick. Someone on my TikTok had put up highlights from the Brewers game when the wild card. And I was watching. I couldn't sleep when I was about to fly out here, Grant. So I... I was watching old highlights of all those games that were the clinchers. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And it just reminds you of what really where this baseball team is now one, but also how awesome that 2019 run was. Oh man. The, the, the Soto hit against the Brewers. I remember being in the ball. I don't know if I've told this story on, on this show before. I've definitely told it on Grant and Danny. So I was in the ballpark. I was sitting, my buddy had an extra ticket. He had great seats to that game. I had normally been going with, you know, being on the, the radio and the flagship and doing some of the stuff for the radio broadcast, I could use a credential and go sit up in the press box, which is, you know, for people that don't know at Nats Park in the clouds and like the sixth level. <laughs> so and it not a, I'm not complaining. I mean, it's a free seat. It's great access, but it's just way, way high up. So my buddy texts me and he says he has an extra ticket. And I said, I'll sit with you. Like, I like experiencing that in the crowd for the World Series. As an example, I bought tickets. I bought four seats. For uh, each day, I brought someone else, like my mom, my dad, my brother, my wife, and and uh, her mom. One, you know, whatever we rotated. But for all three games, it was, was spent way too much money. But I just wanted to be in the crowd, like I wanted to be a fan and experience it. So for that wild card game, my boy hits me up and he's like, "Hey, I got tickets for tonight." I'm like, "I'm in." We sat. If you're familiar with Nats Park, so not the Terra Club, like behind the screen where the you know the best seats are. But if like a level above that where there's that indoor club and there's like a patio where you can like sit at tables. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what that's called. So we sat there at, at tables and our seat was quite literally a table. And I don't know if they do that for every game or they just did it for the playoffs. But like we didn't have a seat in the bowl. We were just in that walkway like at a table. OK, so I set it up to tell you I'm sitting there. I'm living and dying with every pitch. I'm high fiving strangers like whatever. Fast forward to the the end of that game, and you're just sure. They're coming up small again offensively. They're not going to get the big hit. They're not going to score the runs they need. They're going to lose to the Brewers. And then Soto delivers the swing herd around the world. And you, you get the Grisham misplay in the outfield. And the runs come home, and they take the lead, and it's the eighth inning. And I'm telling you, Toby, I mean, every Nats fan knows that they remember living this, the, the beer flowing in the outfield and the cups everywhere, and you know everyone's getting wet. It's a big shower in, in the center field. You've seen the videos, but I, I'm on the verge of tears. I, it is, it is bedlam. I am screaming. I mean, this is every Cubs DS loss and, and Dodgers <laughs> loss, like bleep you to every one of those games, right? It, it, this is just feels so good. So I'm running around like crazy. 
And there's this guy. I like make eye contact with this guy who's going just as crazy as me. Like no exaggeration. He's just like running around in this little patio area. And we just like run to each other and we give each other the biggest hug ever. And we're jumping up and down stranger guy. I've never met. Okay. This is what sports do, by the way. He's probably, I thought, you know, as I'm jumping up now, he's probably, I'll just describe him for you. It's like a 40 year old, like African-American dude. And we're just, we're in each other's arms and we're just jumping up and down screaming in this embrace for like 10 seconds. Okay. Like literally <laughs> we go our separate ways, never to be basically seen again. After the game, I'm watching down on the field as Soto's being interviewed. It's his dad next to him <laughs> who I was hugging. So think about it. It's like Soto delivers the hit. I think I'm going more nuts than anyone in the ballpark. His dad happens to be in that same area. And just we run up and hug. And so the funniest thing is, I don't know if it was when I was going out to Houston the first time or the second time for the World Series. But soon thereafter, I was in the airport. And as I was catching a flight from D.C. nonstop out to one of those cities, Soto's dad walks up with like his whole family to the, the terminal there. And like we make eye contact and like point at each other. I'm like, Mr. Soto. And he doesn't know who I am. He just remembers the fat guy at the, the game that he hugged, you know. And uh, luckily he didn't say fat guy I hugged and point at me. <laughs> but he just kind of was like, hey. And uh, and we just we give each other another big hug. Like it was the coolest like that. 2019 man was so awesome. And uh, God, the memories and, and just the chills I'm getting thinking about it as they're getting ready to play in Houston. Uh I want him to go to Houston like every few months just to remind yeah, me. About, no kidding. About yeah, real cool quick, that, that wild card game. So for a little context, I started out in Milwaukee. And so 2019, I was interning at a radio station in Milwaukee. And so I was very familiar with the Brewers. I obviously followed the Nationals, but I was very familiar with what was going on with the Brewers, covering them day in, day out. And I just remember sitting there thinking – I was counting down the outs until Josh Hader entered the ball game. And then they come up with the Soto hit and I didn't realize the nationals had taken the lead. I, I did not realize that that was the case. I, I knew they tied the game. And then during the commercial break, after they tagged Soto out in between second and third and Ernie Johnson's nobody in this joint cares. I love that call, but I, I just remember sitting there like, wait a minute, they're three outs away from winning this thing. They're three outs yeah. away from this being done. It, it was such an awesome time. And hopefully this is a, 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 a little short stretch where we have to deal with looking at futures and hoping about prospects and doing all that again. Hopefully in a couple of years, we're right back to that because that was awesome and nothing touches that.